off baby oh i'm rusty i almost said shake <laughs> stop. Make it stop. hello welcome to the storyworks podcast i am your host zach gosen i am your co-host andrew hall and we are back after one week off i am uh fresh off the airplane from florida welcome home thank you i at the end of the trip Towards the end of the vacation, you're kind of ready to come home. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Also, I was so burnt. Yeah. I was so burnt. My man is a little bit crispy. Call me Larry the Lobster. That shit hurt. Now he's a jerk and everybody loves him. <laughs> and everybody loves me. <laughs> no. <laughs> so how was your vacation? Give us Dude, all the filthy little deets, my guy. We had an absolute blast, man. We went down to Florida. Uh, we we hit Orlando for Disney World for two days. Oh, nice! I've mentioned nice. it before. I've got three kids. They had an absolute blast. Also, I was able to be a kid again. Yeah, and I had an absolute blast. <laughs> That's awesome, man! Star Wars Galaxy's Edge blew me away, man. That oh, yeah. shit was insane, dude. I I feel like I would like die if I was there. It was nuts. The detail, even. Kayla pointed out the other night we were talking about it, like the the wall textures. There's a wall texture that looks like the wall run prompt from In Jedi, Jedi? The, yeah. the video game series. Oh, yeah. So fucking cool. One of Just, cow's walls. Yeah, it's a cow wall, dude. <laughs> so cool that they incorporated so much, and it just it really feels like you're there waiting in lines for the rides, dude, like Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah. If you are, you're literally in the Millennium Falcon while you're waiting to pilot it for the for the ride. That's so cool. I've got a picture of me and my fam at the hollow table and yeah. shit. Yeah. So fucking sick. I mean, drop some details about, you know, uh your lightsaber that you got. Your lightsaber, you little lightsaber boy. Dude, it was so good. It was such a cool experience. All right. When I'm talking about you feel like a kid, like that's the dream. You want a fucking lightsaber. That's one of the coolest things. One of the coolest like weapons that you could want. Oh, absolutely. Uh, dude, it's a sword made out of light. So fucking sick, dude. It was really an experience. They set up a whole scene, and the actors are just phenomenal. The, the, there's a score going yeah. while you're building your lightsaber. Lightsa- your lightsaber. Your lightsaber. <laughs> so it's just very dramatic, and it really puts you in the moment. I built a peace and justice lightsaber. I'm very nice. traditional nice. Jedi. Dude, we... It, it, send me a picture of it, and I will put it on the screen. Yeah! <laughs> it's like Luke-inspired for sure. I had to go with green. Um, episode 6 Luke. Dude, you gotta. Is my fucking man. The absolute legend. And I'd be running a green lightsaber on Jedi Survivor as nice. well. Nice. I was running the... I, I ran the white for the majority of the game. But it's I would, good. I would intersperse it with orange. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm I'm between green and purple. That's where I bounce. That was me, my very first playthrough. Oh yeah, yep. I was green all the way th- of of um, Fallen Order. I was green all the way through, and then I, when you make your lightsaber uh, at the end, and you have access to all the crystals, I was yep. like purple. Oh yeah, it was go time. I was waiting, waiting to unlock that. 
So if I ever go again, it will probably be a purple lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, but it was a great trip. All in all, we hit the beach for seven days after Disney. It's my it's my relaxing. It's my quiet place, man. <laughs> the I love beach. It. I love it. I'm a beach boy. Love um, a good old beach. Great time. Definitely feel recharged, ready to come back. That's awesome. Ready to talk more movies and shows and games, all the fun stuff. Oh, yeah. We got a great episode lined up today um, talking about an an absolute legend. Like this dude, yeah, he uh, was around for many people's childhoods, man. Uh, Lots of generations, dude. He made a lot of of content that... uh, like helped I feel I feel like helped kind of shape a generation in ways. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, we're talking about the the iconic Gendy Tarkovsky. Tartakovsky. Gendy Tartakovsky. Um Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Samurai Jack. Yeah. Recently announced to me that uh, fucking Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Yeah, the 2003 Star Wars, the Clone Wars 2D series. Oh my God. I didn't know, like, that was something I didn't catch as much as a kid. So learning about that as an adult, incredible. So absolutely cool. incredible. Primal. Primal. Dexter's Lab. Dexter's Lab. Absolute. Omelette du fromage. <laughs> <laughs> Man. I used to watch Dexter's all the fucking time. Dude, Dexter's was my show. Same thing with Samurai Jack. Yeah. I loved I loved catching that shit. He also did a show that came out, um, I think it was like 2008, 2007, 2008 maybe. Yeah. Somewhere around there. It was like the late or like the late 2000s. Uh-huh. Uh, called Symbionic Titan. Okay. Yeah, I see that here. What what's have you did you watch that? I watched a little bit of it. I didn't get super into it. Um, but it's about like two aliens. Okay. That's those two on the uh picture there. Yeah, okay. I'll put that picture up here. Um the girl is like a princess. She's like the princess of of this planet. Yeah. The dude is her like protector. Okay. And they're flee- they had to flee their planet and they they land on Earth and their ship is all damaged. They have like a robot that's helping them out that uh, can like shift his image into like a, a man. Okay. All right. Yeah. So they all just like they and like are put into like high school or whatever. Yeah. And they, they got to kind of live out the yeah. human life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. With like their alien experiences. Gotcha. And they can come. They they can combine into a symbionic titan. That's fucking insane. Like they have like suits or whatever, and they can like morph the suits together and become like a bigger thing. I think. Okay. It's a little fuzzy in my head. It sounds like his territory for sure. He loves genre blending. Yeah. Like most definitely, um, stylistically, he blends a lot of stuff, a lot of steampunk, robotics mixed with kind of. Oh yeah. Almost. It's like what am I thinking of? Meet the Jetsons. Yeah, yeah. The Jetsons kind of vibe of like mm-hmm. futuristic details. Um, like retro futurism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're going to be talking about kind of him in general, some of our favorite stuff that he's come out with. Um, and then we're talking about his new show, Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Brand new. Uh, there are three episodes of it out currently. You can yep. watch it on 
it's back. Except HBO. it's different. No, not yet. It will be, but as of as of us recording this, it is still HBO Max. I don't think it turns into Max until like the twenty fifth. Okay. All right. We're counting down to the shift of just of Max. Welcome to Max. It's you. It's you still have time. You can still give me a free lifetime subscription to Max. <laughs> you still have time. Just erase the hbo because we know just, you're we you're know going you, to send it, we know so. you have it written out and you just have to like sign it and ordain it um it's just like you know how like they have like the bill like the pardons or whatever like yeah. the presidential pardons and you just have to sign it mm-hmm. it's it's lifetime subscription to hbo max given to andrew hall and then you just have to sign it literally all you have to do is sign it and you just can erase the hbo part and it'll just say max block it out you got some white out you should use some like erasable pens, man. <laughs> the, we have the technology to it fix exists. this problem. It exists. So we are we are talking about um, Gendy Tartakovsky. Oh, and by the way, sorry to cut you off, but we didn't mention uh, like the fact that he doesn't just make TV shows. This man doesn't isn't just a TV show maker. He also is a filmmaker. He is. He's made a. He's made four films. Four entire four films. Hotel Transylvania films. <laughs> Listen, I am the Hotel Transylvania defender. He is logged on. I'm here. I am in the chat. <laughs> I watch those movies with my family all the fucking time, dude. It's Adam Sandler. Come on. Who's the voice? Is the voice of the like the human guy? Anybody specific? The human is oh man, what's that? His like name? marries his his daughter. Yeah, it, Adam Sandler. It's the Lonely Island. I'm totally. It is Andy Samberg. Name. Andy Samberg. Yep. I wasn't sure. They've done a few things together, and they the moved movie up where Adam Sandler was his dad. Yeah, I remember that one. Saw that one in theaters. This is completely off topic. By the way, I'm I'm do it. I'm tangent, like going off on a tangent. I've talked to you about the movie Bad Grandpa, right? Or Dirty Grandpa, I think. Yeah, with Robert De Niro. It's the Robert De Niro one. It's not the Jackass one. With Zac Efron uh, and Aubrey Plaza. Uh, There's another movie coming out like this year, I think. Mm -hmm. Not it's not Dirty Grandpa, but it's like another type of movie where. Robert De Niro plays the father of this dude and he's basically like in like kind of forcing himself onto the guy yeah to come with him on this trip and just kind of is like embarrassing the guy yeah. and blah 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 but the the difference is instead of it being like spring break and everybody's horny yeah it's like this it's his it's his son, his Italian son. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember the guy who plays him in the trailer that I saw, but uh, he is taking. He's he's meeting his his wife's. It's kind of like a meet the parents situation. He was uh, yeah. It's a blend. It's just a blend of Robert De Niro movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he goes with his son to meet his like fiance's parents, mm-hmm. and. Just proceeds to like embarrass the shit out of him the entire movie. Okay. And in the trailer, like they have, they're like a weird, like white family. 
Yeah, they're like white, f- white money. The the one the son is like a he he's you know all about spiritualism and Santa baby. Yeah, he's like th- there's a scene where he's in the yard at night. He's like, oh, I'm just serenading our turkey, and then he like starts playing like a flute. Oh my god! And then later, Robert De Niro in the trailer is like, I'm gonna cook food for you guys. I, I, they're like, oh, well, we don't have much in the kitchen. He's like, oh, no, no, no. An Italian can make food with anything. Mm-hmm. And he makes like a whole dinner with like uh, meat and, and spaghetti and noodles and all that. And they're like, oh, my God, this is so good. I didn't even know we had all this stuff. What? And then after the dinner, he takes his son out and his son like realizes it during the dinner. But his son is like, bro, you fucking killed their turkey. Oh, shit, dude. And then it's just the end of the trailer is just them burying a turkey. He's oh like, yeah, he's God. like, yeah, help, now help me bury this turkey. I was like, what the fuck? But this is another movie that's happening, and I don't know why it popped into my head. I think. You got Robert De Niro on the brain? <coughs> I think it was just because we were talking about how, like, Adam Sandler plays uh, Andy Samberg's dad. You immediately just thought of. And the parallel just. The connection. Yeah, formed. Fucking bad, dirty, dirty grandpa, dude, dude, Aubrey Plaza. I also saw a video about this not too long ago. Aubrey Plaza, when she went to do uh, her audition for that movie, she really wanted to do it because she wanted to. She was like, I'm never going to have the opportunity to be Robert De Niro's love interest again. Oh my God, yeah. So while she was on Parks and Rec, she was like, she came up with the idea, like, I'm going to flash them during my audition, like my ass. What? And so she uh, had, like, the Parks and Rec crew make up her, at, like, put makeup on, like, make sure that she looked good <laughs> or whatever. And then after her, like, f- after they filmed for Parks and Rec, she yeah. went to the audition, walked in, said, like, a line or whatever. And then flashed them, and then left. Like, oh, that's what she did. She came in. She was like, "I said the most raunchiest, dirty things I could possibly think of in oh my, my mind." God. And then I flashed them my ass, and then I walked out. Was that? Like and a- then they called me two weeks later and said that I got the part. What the fuck, <laughs> dude? How does that work? Is her character super like dude? Her overtly dude, oh my, like raunchy. Oh my god! Yeah, that makes it make more sense because I was like, what? it's like she is down. dirty. She's she down is bad. Down bad for Robert De Niro for in De Niro this movie. Be. Zach Efron is like there, and he's not even like he's not into her. He's not interested. They're in just her. like homies that are all going out on the spring break trip. And she yeah. is just like, I'm going to fuck your dad. Dude. <laughs> oh my God, dude. Jesus Christ. Um, so aggressive. And it's insane. Like they get, she will just look at him and just say the absolute most horny thoughts. Could you publicly. imagine just like doing that with Robert De Niro there like, for <laughs> real? That's fucking hysterical. Unreal. Anyway, I, I wonder how many how many takes it took her to like not laugh. Laugh, dude. She's pretty really like she's she's pretty, she's pretty like, good. I was gonna now. say she's pretty good at doing a deadpan. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! But yeah, Robert De Niro is welcoming a new child at the age of like seventy one. 
confirmed man fucks. He fucks still, dude. He's he's out there. He's getting it. He's getting it. And 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 Irish there are style. there are women giving it to him. God, dude. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Back to our boy Gendy. Yeah, we're talking about Gendy. That's what we're talking about. Today. I told you I was going off on a tangent, man. <laughs> that's such that's such a like obscure tangent, and I love it. <laughs> um let let's just start by talking what we love and what we've seen of him growing up and then dive into his new show, Unicorns. Yeah, for sure. Warriors Eternal. Um where where does your love for Gendy start? I mean, so let's... I mean, the first thing that I ever saw with him, Dexter's Lab. Yes, in Dexter's Laboratory. Dexter's Lab, and I don't even think it really clicked in my head that he did Dexter's Lab until I got older. Yeah, and I used to watch Same Powerpuff here. Girls. Oh, um, dude, all the time. And he was a writer, I think, on that. OG Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I think he directed some of it too. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, man, Samurai Jack. Gotta get back. What a fucking crazy show to pitch to Cartoon Network. Hey, it's about this samurai who's trying to fight this ancient evil, um, and the ancient evil teleports into the future so he can win. And he gets to this future, and now it's a futuristic cyber world, but there are still... There are still, like, elements of, like, medieval times... I think mm-hmm. of like the the uh, Scotsman. Yes, there's a Scotsman. I yep. think of the Blind Archers. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that episode is insane. But then they also have shit like he goes to a rave. Yeah, there's an episode where he works with a but he becomes like a gangster. Uh huh. Like a crime boss. Like he, it, it's nuts because it's like, it's like episodic. You know, yeah. it's not. There, there is that over overarching kind of theme. Like but... you'll sometimes see a character from a previous episode. But yeah, for the most part, they're pretty much just episode of the week type things. Yeah, at least until the final season. Yeah, and the and I think that it starts to kind of build up more in the later seasons too, when yeah. it gets a little more defined. It does get a little bit darker in the original yeah. series as well towards the end. Um. Fucking Aku, dude. Talk about an amazing villain. Put respect on my man, Mako. Absolutely. Rest in peace. Absolutely. And the same successor that <clears throat> succeeded Iroh. Yep, Greg Baldwin. Um, did great on the final season of Samurai yeah, Jack. Yeah, no, he did great. He was awesome. It was it was really cool to be able to get that final season. I'm really glad dude, it, it that went it got approved. so hard. So oh fucking my good. God. Like, this is nuts. Like, you're in... He's going through it. He's going through some shit. Dude, I just... I'm so happy that it got to be out, and it got to be on Adult Swim, so it could be... Oh, yeah. More, you know, more violent, more real. They can He can stop just fighting robots all the time. Yeah. Which was always... I mean, he always did his best to make those fights intense. And oh, unique. for sure. For sure. But I mean, he, and he, this, still, yeah. he still fights robots in, in the final season. So yeah. Scaramouche. Fucking Scaramouche. What a fucking character. My man just scats in battle. There's no other way to fight, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. And he's got, like, the dagger, like, the tonal dagger that yeah. just de- destroys whatever it hits. Yeah. Unreal. Some crazy fights in that last season, man. 
crazy story. And then it also, yeah, it also is just extremely psychological too, which you for sure I don't think could get away with on like Cartoon Network. No, no. I mean, he kills he kills a person for the first time, mm-hmm. uh, and you go through that with him. He and kills it like is four people. Intense. Oh yeah. And it's like he doesn't really realize it at first. Yeah. He's like, oh. And he's like, it's like the trauma of that, and then the trauma of like. He's been losing doing this your for sword. So he's because mm-hmm. he's lost the sword. Yep. Yeah, he's been doing it for you know, fifty years have passed, and I have not aged. When he comes back with the beard, though, dude, he looks so fucking sick. Hard images. Hard images. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing that poster for the first time before it came out, and I was like, yeah, dude, "Holy so shit!" So good. I don't know if if you've been a fan of Samurai Jack and you haven't seen that last season. Definitely give it a Check try. It out. I think it got some hate, but you know, really, just a little bit about the ending, because oh. um, it it's time stuff. It's time. Like stuff. that's the but like it's just picky. I feel like I feel like if you enjoyed the show beforehand, knowing that there's, it, I mean, the premise begins with time stuff. Exactly. So I like, I loved it. I mean, like yeah, no, I I also <coughs> loved it, and I feel like they handled the time stuff very well. Yeah, I, I do too. It's, it wasn't like, uh, you know, it didn't make sense. Or yeah. it didn't not make sense. Yeah. I think um, they handled, like, the paradoxes very well. Yeah. I mean, everything resolves itself in the end, and I think it works fine. When you're going to – time stuff could be messier, Dude, I guess. I I feel like it wraps up decently. I've seen shows where it gets messy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Drink break. Drink break. One uh, tattoo that I still want from the show is that last frame the of tree. him at the cherry blossom tree. Oh. Beautiful. Fucking beautiful. So good. Dude. I loved seeing that for the first time. So sad, but so sweet at the same time. It, it's so beautiful. Not going to spoil a bunch of stuff for if anybody hasn't seen the ending. Um, super good, man. Samurai Jack is such a gem. Oh, yeah. The fucking theme song goes hard as shit. It goes absolutely hard as fuck. Incredible. And, and again, this genre mixing. This is a fucking samurai fighting, like, robots in the future. It's so cool. You did the one episode where he fights the, like, the, the breakdancing samurai guy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. It's, it's just incredible. There's so much. I think, and Gendy said that, uh, his favorite episode of Samurai Jack was the Blind Archers episode. Oh yeah, because of the the way they like <laughs> did the animation for it and how once Jack puts the blindfold on, right, what the viewer sees is what he sees, and it's like that black space. Yeah, okay, I remember. And then now, whenever yeah. anything makes noise, like a rabbit padding through the snow, yeah, it appears, or when a bird chirps. It appears. Yeah. But otherwise, everything is black. Yes. Yeah, no, that that was really cool. See, he, he's super cinematic, you know? Oh, he's yeah. very much a visual storyteller. Oh. There's so much silence Absolutely. in his shows. He for sure believes in show, don't tell. Yeah, most definitely. And he utilizes it just, like, very so well, dude. So well. You'll go a, a decent chunk in a lot of his shows without hearing anybody talk. Yeah. Everything is just expressed through facial expressions. I mean, in the 2003 Clone Wars series, like the first season, 
Oh yeah. There's a there's whole episodes where there just won't be any dialogue. Yeah. I know. Like the the first clone mm-hmm. only episode. They're just going. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And then finally towards the end of volume 1 you get some Yes sir. Yes sir. No sir. <laughs> That's like hilarious. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I've noticed that in the second volume you you get more a lot communication more from them. Yeah. yeah. Um, a little bit deeper interactions between characters and things. Yeah. Which is just because they were allotted more time. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting like I show. feel like this is a relic at this point. <laughs> Honestly, I mean No, I agree. I mean it's tw- it this year it's twenty years old. Fucking bonkers, man. Time flies. Absolutely bonkers. I mean I the the three D Clone Wars series. The two thousand eight series. Yeah, that was that was more of like I caught that more yeah. growing up, and that was the first thing that I I went full in on that because there's what seven seasons, including the the latest the final yeah the final season that came out on Disney Plus I think brings it up to seven, and then season yeah. six was on Netflix, so there were five that aired yeah. on Cartoon Network. It gets weird with that shit, man. <laughs> but it's totally worth watching. Great, great fucking show. I feel like the first season is like what you got to kind of sit through for it to start getting you can find like a a guided episode you can yeah because there's a lot there's a lot of episodes to go through and uh it's got a lot of there's a lot of adventures as well a lot of them are cool like uh in the first season you get the episode where grievous is using his ship to like emp all the other ships around him and like the clones that's the first episode yeah, that's like a three-part arc. And then yeah. Plo Koon comes in, mm-hmm. and you get the fucking, you get the line that's like, we're expendable. We're just soldiers. See, yeah. And then Plo Koon goes, not to me. I love that. You definitely don't get that in the in the in the miniseries. Yeah, no. The clones are very clones expendable. are very. They do just like that's the difference. I feel like also between the two thousand three and the two thousand eight series. The two thousand eight series was kind of afraid to like kill people. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Like, I I'm trying to think of like when I can remember scenes of clones dying. And because I know it did happen in the Clone Wars show, but there I, are some darker it, episodes. I feel like I don't think it happens very often, though. Yeah, most of the time it's like they're possessed by something. Like mm-hmm. I like I remember when there's like that parasite that is moving. That uh, episode is scary as fuck. Yeah, and that's the first thing I thought of too, because I'm pretty sure that's you definitely see a death. Yeah, but from that one, and then there's you know fives. Yeah, fives gets it, it goes out like a king. Yeah. Um. But apart from that, they really—I don't really think they—and ki- I don't think they killed anybody that was like a, just like a sentient, alive being. Yeah, I mean, I—I I feel like. Welcome back. Hello, to our video watchers. Hi. We were—we were just gone for a second. Just gone for about a minute. Just a little or so. slip up. Look, it's a rookie mistake. It happens to the best of us. If you want to really know what happened, I guess you just have to go listen to the audio Uh-oh. version. Because <laughs> we're not editing the fuck up out. It's staying <laughs> in, baby. <laughs> go get that raw behind the scenes oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, so we were talking about the Clone Wars. We were. The the differences between the 2003 and the 2008 series. Yes, mostly brutality. and Yeah, and... they are not afraid 
to be killing in the in the Gendy series, man. Dude, it was full on war. It's just like full on fucking war. I think of the scene with Dirge where mm. like the jousts. Oh my god! Yeah, and you just see clone troopers flying through the air, and that's something you'd never see. Also, just the jousting aspect of it—you would never see that in anything else. No, Star Wars related. That's Gendy doing his fucking thing. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, just adding his touches in, you know. Um, and yeah, they're just like mowing him down, like whoosh, flying up into the air. I think of that. I think of uh, Grievous, General Grievous. Grievous. Talk about Grievous for a second. This is the coolest fucking Grievous oh, that sure. I have seen. Without like, a doubt. I, I didn't really remember seeing him when I was a kid, like this design of him. Um, fucking insane. It's so his, It's his first appearance. Yeah. Man. like it, Yeah, came out before episode three. It's just like, this. that's why I'm saying this is such a gem, dude. Oh, yeah. George Lucas liked Samurai Jack. Yeah. And, and that's how, like, Gendy got involved. Yeah. To be the original guy to he help was the first one. bridge this gap between episodes two and three. I like it had been like, I don't know, like a decade or something since, or I think the last thing that they did was like the Christmas special. That was like the last, uh, like non movie, like show content that they made for Star Wars. Yeah. So this was like, and the f- Christmas yeah. special was like, you know, just infamous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there was a lot of like trepidation about giving it to somebody, and that's why yeah. originally George was like, "These have to be one minute long." Yeah. So that's another crazy thing about him. They're short episodes. And then he was like, "Oh wait, it's Sam. It's the guy who did Samurai Jack doing this." Yeah. I'll give him three to five minutes. Three to five minutes. That's doable. And it moves quick, man. Like it these does. are fast, action-packed stories in the Star Wars universe in in the Clone Wars. Um, it, I I love the iteration. I mean, it's just it's just badass. The characterizations is is super dope too. Yeah, you get a lot more because you don't really see it in. This is what we were talking about last night. Yeah. Uh, another difference between the series is that at least in the first part of the two the two thousand three series. Yeah. Anakin is still a Padawan. Yes. Mm-hmm. And. There's still that master student relationship between Obi Wan and Anakin. Yeah, I feel like o- Obi Wan's pretty, and he's pretty kind of scolding. I was say he's pretty rough on him. Yeah, in the 2003 series, whereas in like the 2008 series, Anakin's already a knight. Um, he's got a Padawan of his own, and Anakin and Anakin and Obi Wan are kind of more in a buddy cop role. Yeah. Um. Like. Like Obi Wan, Obi Wan will still mm-hmm. advise him, yeah, on things, and he's still got that master, you know. But but they're way more on on level ground for sure. And do you remember? Um, I think the last thing we caught last night when watching Volume One was Anakin getting knighted. Yeah, um, the ceremony that was at the beginning of season two. I think that was okay. Yeah, we watched the beginning of season two or part two. Yeah. Um, wow, what an amazing scene seeing him yeah. actually get knighted. It was incredible. And Obi-Wan... Anytime you get to see the knighting ceremony, is so good. Oh, my God. I think a Fallen Order, too. Yes. Yes. Um, By the will of the Force. Yeah. Oh, my God. A Jedi you shall be. A Jedi knight. By the will of the Force, man. 
And then when Obi-Wan is like trying to get Anakin to come to the temple, Anakin's like, why? So you can fucking scold me again, you fucking dickhead. <laughs> yeah, he's like all pouty and shit. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> but but Obi-Wan's speech he gives to him is so sweet. He's mm-hmm. like, it's time for us to like, I know brothers. that he's like, nah. You, well, because he fucking calls him out. Anakin says, like, you're not Qui-Gon. That was crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of Qui-Gon talk in this series, Dude, which I love. The the end of of the first part with the Anakin Ventress duel on Yavin 4 with the red moon. That was insane. That's probably one of the coolest fights. And just the flash of Qui-Gon in the dark. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It was so fucking cool. It's like just him forsaking Qui-Gon a little bit. Like, is that what it felt like to you? I think it felt like he, I don't know, Qui-Gon was watching. Yeah. And he's like, damn, kid. It's like he sees, cause, well, because he sees Qui-Gon and then he, and sees, he sees Obi-Wan Yoda. and Yoda. Yeah. So I'm wondering if it's just he's seeing his mentors and they're like, you know, shrouded in the dark because he himself is yeah. letting the dark take over. That's a, yeah, that's a great way to look at it for sure. That, that fight was intense, man. It was, it was an amazing. And then um, at the end he just screams. Yeah. That's some primal shit right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so just so good. Like, definitely check this out. It's on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. They they smashed all the the mini episodes up into two different volumes. Each is about an hour long. Super easy to watch. The first volume Worth is it. like the first two seasons, and then the final part is the third season. Okay, yeah, yeah, because the the final part is when he gave him about. Ten like minutes. Ten minute episodes. They, they bumped it up a bit. To to flesh it out and get more dialogue, get more characterization. It's the first time we see long hair Anakin. Yeah. Yeah. And it, his hair is pretty long. With the scar. Mm-hmm. And he gets his scar. Yeah. And they, they go a very different route of leading up to episode three. Because it leads literally yeah. directly up uh, to episode three. Like you get to see Grievous attack Coruscant. Super cool. So fucking sick. And then they're like, we need help. The Emperor's been kidnapped. Yep. And then Anakin and Obi-Wan are like, we'll respond. It's go time. That launches us into three. Literally directly into three. This series is like a 10 out of 10 for me, dude. Honestly. It's so good. Watch it. I mean, it's so short. And if you haven't seen the 2008 Clone Wars, it's an amazing... um. It's an amazing story as well. There's just it's, so much going on. It's definitely more consumable to me than the 2008 Clone Wars, man. This one for sure. Yeah. It's just because it's like, like I said, it's two hours. You're watching a movie. Literally. Watching a movie. Yeah, exactly. You And that's why we said with the 2008 one, you can find a list to pick and choose. Or if you want to live it all out, go for it. There's a, the, the like... Um, After the first season, it starts to kind of get more... Plotty. It does. Like there's more, more narrative driven, overarching more, things yeah, going on. Narrative arcs going on. It's not just like, Grievous running like a little bitch. No, you get like Cad Bane and the bounty hunters show up. Yeah. You get Savage. Mm-hmm. She was fucking sick in this series. Ventress. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um, the Savage stuff is really cool. Darth Maul. Get getting that Darth Maul uh, story. He takes over Mandalore, dude. Now I'm just going to start popping Now we're off. just talking about Clone Wars. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Go off, King. Um, 
it's just crazy, man. And, and they show you a lot of really cool stuff and really cool elements of the Force. Oh yeah, um, a lot more. Dude, Anakin's yeah, no, journey. the the two thousand three series. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, yeah, like the they the Jedi feel like absolute monsters in the two thousand three series. <laughs> they kind of, I mean, yeah, they're they're machines. They're fucking just hacking through like, shit. Mace Windu taking on an entire like army like straight up it's an army he's fighting an entire army by himself yep with no lightsaber he loses his lightsaber and then he just starts using the force to crush everything around him and you're gonna tell me that palpatine he's too dangerous oh shut up that's so fucking i'm i hate palpatine so much (laughs) what a fucking dick oh i'm too did you just see Mace Windu doing those punches on his dumb face while he's sitting in Dude, the windowsill? I mean, he's just like... We said this last night. There's a scene where Mace is fighting all of these battle droids, like the super battle droids, and he just completely disassembles one with the Force, pulls out all its nuts and bolts and everything, and then uses that and throws it at like three more battle droids and destroys them. And I was just like, imagine if you did that to a human being. Oh my god! Just like ripped out all their like bones, and just launched them at and and dest- and killed like three more guys with it. Andrew is the droid defender. <laughs> droid feelings matter. Droid feelings matter. We watched that, and Andrew just looked at me, and he was like, "That was fucked up." <laughs> he was like, 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 "This shit is brutal." Perplexed. This is brutal. <laughs> oh, he just, and then he and then immediately yeah. after doing that, he runs up on like twelve. Super battle droids and yeah. just goes, and all of their heads are just crunched. That good crunch, and he's just like palming them and just exploding pieces out of them. He's got that exploding palm technique. Yeah, man. dude, straight up. Oh my god, fucking amazing. And then he's just you know running fast as fuck. He's jumping far as fuck. Dude, the Jedi just be like. In this series, they overextend like I don't their force feel powers. Like, I don't. I was gonna say I don't feel like you really see like the Jedi are are badasses in like the two thousand eight series. Yeah, but I don't think they get to be like they are so powerful in this show. That badass, like you see, you'll see them do like high jumps and shit. Yeah, and like get acrobatic during combat, but you don't see them like. Ne- never some crazy. That's just Gendy, dude. Slashing and kicking and. He's so good at doing these big action set pieces. Oh, yeah. So fucking good at it. So check it out. An absolute gem. I love it. I can't wait to show my my seven-year-old Elijah. He's going to love it. Um, Really fucking cool fact. The That race. You you know what I'm talking about? The Gendai. Gendai, yeah. So one of the one of the main antagonists in Jedi Survivor is this race that was first introduced in this show. Yep. So Gendy created an original character that got translated into a video game, and that's really fucking cool. Super cool, dude. Awesome, and, awesome. And these, this alien is insane, dude. Nuts. In the 2003 series, they can't, they can't beat him, man. They can't yeah. beat him. He, Obi Wan, cuts this man to shreds. He laughs. Eats Obi Wan. Obi Wan then it's like uses a mass the of force. tendrils, yeah. man. 
Obi-Wan uses the force to like explode him from the inside. Like like the boys. Like season three, episode oh one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. And again, I like that happened and I was like, what if Obi-Wan did that inside a human being? Instead of just like a clear kind yeah, of well, cause bluish Yeah, well, because it's, dude, it, he blows up and like the tendrils go everywhere. It's, it's like they're the hanging off of rocks, they're splattered on people. He survives. He doesn't die from that. He comes back. I've made quite the mess, haven't I? Dude, he says, I've made quite the mess, haven't I? And then the clone goes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's like immediate, dude. Immediate. And then, yeah, he comes back later, and they have to fucking throw him into the fucking sun. Goodbye. So long. <laughs> Anakin puts him in an escape pod and launches his ass into space. Sometimes that's just what you got to do. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah, and they brought his race back for Jedi Survivor, and that was sick. It's different, but cool. Still really cool. Yeah. And I liked that boss fight a lot. It was it was fucking sick. Any other Gendy titles you want to talk about before jumping into his new show? Um, I mean, definitely Primal's well, a crazy yeah, show. Yeah, dude, you gotta check Primal out. You gotta check Primal out. Like, I still need to watch season two of Primal. Yeah, I'd like I'd like for us to do a full Primal discussion because that is. It's no dialogue, and it's just no dialogue. It's incredible. It's two seasons. It's it's him utilizing one of his best traits, and I think he was challenging himself, yeah, to push that and and sh- like you said, show don't tell. Mm-hmm. It was a there's cool grunts, thing. yeah. Well, he was because <laughs> I watched a video where he was kind of answering questions, yeah, and someone asked about like how they do dubbing in animation, like do they. Do they write, do they draw the art to match the words, or do they draw the words and then the dubber has to fit it in? Like the voice actor has yeah. to fit it in. And he was like, well, it kind of depends. Like usually they have the voice artist record all the lines and they draw the art to fit it. Yeah, to match the personality of the voice. But when we did Primal, there's no dialogue. It's just grunting. So mm-hmm. when they did that, they drew all the art first and then had the voice actor come in and just whenever the art had a uh, spear screaming, yeah, he would scream. He would do a grunt whenever he saw him like grunt. And it's a lot more doable in that sense because you're not matching. You know, you're not having to, yeah, you're not having to like lip match mm-hmm. so much. Yeah, because overdubbing stuff is hard as fuck. Like if you were to do like in any other project, if you were to animate first and then try to dub to it, that's nutty. No, dude, there's That'd no be way. Crazy. Everybody speaks in like a different like yeah. speed. Yeah, cadence. it's a, it's a, like a personality trait. Yeah. It helps form kind of what the character would be. Almost. Precisely. Um, super good show, man. I mean, I only saw like the first three episodes, but I was very surprised. Very brutal. Um, this is unhinged, Gendy, for yeah, sure, dude. Uh, he took like the darkness that he went down with with Samurai Jack, the final season, and like ran forward with it, full force. Um, and so far we haven't seen that in Unicorn Warriors Eternal, which is airing on Adult Swim. So There's I was kind of wondering. I'm kind of getting more on board with the idea of it being on Adult Swim. Yeah, 
Because I think you just have to kind of... It's very... It's really mental. Yes. This, that's, this show Because is. that's the thing with this new show. Yeah. Um, I think you just kind of have to set your expectation to be like, okay, I'm not going to get a... It's not going to be super violent. And yeah. Like super gory violent. If, if you're coming be, off of a primal run, you're like, it's yeah. not going to be like... Yeah. It's going to be more psychological. Yeah. In a, in a really in, cool in ways. way. Super cool ways. Like just the basis of this show is fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. Um. So I think we can start getting into Unicorn Warriors Eternal. Um, if you're not very familiar with Gendy, check out some of the stuff he's made. I'm sure you've seen something. I'm sure that you've he's watched like in. Dexter's Lab. Yeah, or something like the that. Hotel Transylvania movies. Defend them. Go off. Go off. <laughs> Sell me on Hotel Transylvania. Tell, um, why do um, you like all four movies? Uh, uh, let's talk about. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. I'll write an essay for you on the next episode. You better, dude. Whole, I'm, I'm expecting it, honestly. One page per movie. I'll give you that. The bet, dude. <laughs> Andrew's gonna show up next week with a gun to I'll, my head, yeah, I, and if I don't have <laughs> a written essay, read it. <laughs> read it. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. If it isn't the guy you said you would write a four-page <laughs> essay. All right, man. Let's jump into this. As soon as I saw the um, first glimpse that Adult Swim was giving of this show, I was stoked, man. Three ancient warriors. <laughs> Such a cool fucking premise. This whole, it's like, let, let's, let's go ahead and give. Like a little synopsis of Yeah, it. just to give a general idea. Um, basically, throughout time. Three warriors. Three warriors. There's, there's, uh, Melinda, the sorceress. She's like a, she's like a black magic sorceress or something like that. Design is amazing. She's sick. Her, her hair is black. Her, her dress is black, and both her hair and her dress are like, like peeling off her, like fire almost. Yeah. Yeah. As it. Goes, it's it looks badass. Super cool design. There's uh, like that. there's Edred the warrior elf with uh his like sword that he can control with words. Super fucking cool, man. Makes me think of uh the God of War Ragnarok sword. Yeah, yeah. No, you're that, right. That yeah, Atreus uses. Yeah. Oh, I love that fucking thing too. Oh, that was um, so cool. And then what's the 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 cosmic monk? His name is, uh, it starts with an S. It's like Sven, not Sven. It's, uh, I'm blanking on him. It's, it's, uh, Sveng, maybe? Something like that. He's a cosmic monk, and he, uh, his whole deal is just, he can fucking see whack. The, the, the cosmic, the threads, the cosmic threads of space and time. Yes. Uh, and the, these three warriors have been, they, they fight this ancient evil that is constantly plaguing mankind. Yeah, over and over again throughout the centuries. And throughout time, they are, they are allied with the wizard Merlin. That was like insane, just like off the top. <laughs> Merlin. <laughs> They're like, where is he? And and <coughs> not only Merlin, but he he time travels to the future and he procures a like steampunk robot man thing named Copernicus. 
He's fucking sick. I love Copernicus. Love Copernicus. Uh, who, it, after Merlin Crete, he's like, you know, this threat will continue to chase, will will re- reappear throughout time. And so you three will return to defend it. And then it's like, a, you know, from then on, it's they reincarnate. Yeah. This, this Copernicus robot finds people throughout history and hits them <coughs> with this unicorn ray. Now, we, do, we don't currently know what, how you're chosen, but yeah. like, it's like this, this Copernicus is like programmed or something yeah. to just know. When he, when he wakes up, he knows that it's time to choose new people. Yeah, for sure. And so throughout history, he's picked three warriors throughout all of time to keep fighting. You'll see, like... And he fucking fights with them, too. Yeah, dude. dude. You'll see a woman leading, like, a battlement of troops on a on top of a castle as she's, like, defending against the siege. Yes. And... And you see... Copernicus just f- floats in front of the castle and opens his chest up, and it's just the symbol of the unicorn. Yeah. Yep. And then they get hit with this pink cosmic ray that just... And it's... They're like the OG personality is like gone. They're you are no longer you yourself. are. It's it's like possession. It's like it is. Re- it's like it's like the Black Clover reincarnation. It's kind of scary. Yo, you're dead, man. Like you're dead. Yeah. You're gone. It's just Melinda is in your body now. Yep. You are now Edred. Like the one dude. Just anybody who becomes Edred, they just grow elf ears. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody who is like. Uh, the cosmic monk like loses all of their hair or like most of their hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then their eyes, dude. This cosmic monk just con- the concept in general is so cool. The it's way he's so like cool. astral projecting hands to help him fight, and he's in. He's always he sees like everything all of the time. He sees everything everywhere all at once. All at once, baby all at once it's it's just so cool to me like he'll be fighting in real time juju baki (laughs) yeah (laughs) but he's fucking actually also floating in like a space that it's like a red yeah um where he can see things happening from like the other side essentially it's pretty sick really fucking cool man really cool and even more interesting how we see him reincarnated oh Um, yeah when we get to episode two. Yeah. So, I mean, the whole theme of this show is super cool. Like the idea of the reincar of, of people reincarnating isn't like super new. I mean, right. We watched avatar for sure, but in avatar, it's a little bit different because it's, there's still, you, you're still you. It's just, you also, you have to these people. Yeah. And it's like, you have to build yourself up to the role of yeah. being the avatar, but you're the avatar in your own way. Exactly. Whereas this is like, you have been chosen. Give up your body. Yeah. There's, and there's no other, and you don't know, like, I don't know if they're going to explain it, but you don't know if who's possessed as a backseat passenger, if they're, or if they're, or if just, they're just gone. Gone. Which is just nuts. And I really like how they handle it in this because something happened with Copernicus. He gets like woken up early or something. Yeah. Something's off this reincarnation. And he wakes up and he 
he finds the woman to become Melinda. And uh it's like a like a young woman she who yeah. who is being married. It's her wedding day, man. Yep. And they're on their way to the wedding. She's literally walking down the aisle. Copernicus is like scary at this point. And this <laughs> this red-eyed steampunk top man, hat robot. Who we just we just saw him. He gets like dug out of a grave. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he destroys all these robots. Yeah. And then immediately goes and finds this chick and kicks the door down and comes in, fights off all the groomsmen. Yeah. Surprisingly, everybody sees this dude. They jump his ass. Yeah. Like, they try like, to get Yo, up on him. You're not ruining this wedding. Yeah. Uh, and she gets blasted, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But something's wrong because she's, she's not Emma anymore. Yeah. But she's not. But she's also like she doesn't have any of her of Melinda's memories. Yeah, yeah. And she's just afraid. <laughs> yes, and she very much. Want, so. She does. Her life has been permanently altered by this. Yeah, she's at the point where she's not fully in control. Yeah, she hurts. People. She flies off. She breaks all the windows in the cathedral. Yeah, she hurts her um, prior groom to be. Yeah, Winston. And that's like the setup. That's yeah, just the setup. That's sh- that all happens in like the first ten minutes, <laughs> which is so crazy. I mean, it, it really catches you quickly, man. I mean, oh yeah, it's it's heavy. And then you know the the other characters. There's only like one of the one of the three warriors gets like reincarnated properly. Yeah, and I think it's because that dude was like a fully grown like man. Yeah, that could be that could be correct. Yeah, because I mean. The problem with the monk. The problem with the monk is that he's like a, he's literally like a ten-year-old kid. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. He makes me think of like Ang in ways. Kind of, yeah. With like how carefree he is about stuff. Yeah, yeah, but it's like he has to be. It's like the problem is is giving a child, dude, you have the attention span of a child. Yeah. And you're floating constantly, floating around this like you're fighting a cosmos. you're fighting a monster, and then all of a sudden you see like a space whale, and you're like, "That's cool as fuck." <laughs> yeah, he'll start just like floating away. He's like upside <laughs> down, floating. Like it's it's so cool, and there's just flaws to this reincarnation, yeah. and it's going to basically make it the evil that keeps getting reincarnated. Mm-hmm. Possibly this, like, have the upper fox hand. Fox lady, here. this like fox chick or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, really excited to see more about. Yeah, it's super her. cool. I'm wondering if the evil gets reincarnated into a person as well. It must. I don't because or or, yeah. or maybe they just never properly defeat it because it always escapes into time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. At least that's what how what happens in like the first reincarnation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know if it's the same entity from like the beginning that just keeps escaping or if it is also reincarnated like them. Right. Who knows? Maybe Merlin's the big bad. Dude, I don't know why, but I don't trust him. He doesn't Merlin look anymore. like a good guy. He doesn't look like a super good guy, and it was it felt pretty forced upon them. Yeah, he to, was like, to, he was like will, all right, here's this robot from the future. You three will <coughs> come back throughout the rest of time forever. You'll never rest. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, the and warriors... we have the blessing of the magical realm. Yeah, 
whatever that means. Yeah. Uh, the Warriors, by the time we get to, you know, the modern 18, era, like yeah. 1890 yeah. London, um, the, the original Guardians are so into this. Like, they're like, we, this is what we have to do. Yeah. This is what we have to do. This is our, this is why this is we This bigger exist. than you. Like, yeah, this, there's yeah. a whole conversation. Emma, who was possessed by Melinda, gets to talk to Melinda. Yeah. In episode three. Fantastic episode. Yeah, really dude. loved it. And uh, yeah, she's just, you know, this is bigger than you. This is bigger than me. This is for the fate of like the world. We have to, yeah. like, you have to give me your body. And Emma's like, no. No. <laughs> I no. Mean, it's a, it's a interesting concept. I don't want that. Like, your whole <laughs> life got destroyed because of this. And yeah, you're just man. being plunged into this crazy fucking world. Of warriors and fighting and sorcery. And you have this warrior elf who is like, you're my, my love. My what's love, up? My love. You're my love. We've, yeah. we've loved each other for time immemorial. It's so sad. I feel bad for Oh, are you man. okay, my love? And he goes to like touch her and she's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> don't, don't touch me. <laughs> like, I'm fine. Yeah. Don't touch me. <laughs> oh, Good old man. Don't hug me, I'm scared reference. I got to make you watch the TV series of that. It's true. We still haven't got the TV series going. Is there gonna any? Force it on you, man. Yeah, yeah. just uh, Clockwork Orange me. <laughs> just ah ah. <laughs> <laughs> if you want that visual, check us out on YouTube. It was pretty wild. I stretched my eyeballs <laughs> open. Um, yeah. So. How did you feel about the animation in this? I think it's really cool. Yeah, very, very it's, different. It's like retro, mm -hmm. almost. Like it feels like you know old cartoon like, uh, yes. design. I was gonna say like nineteen forties, nineteen thirties cartoons. The faces are really like round. The eyes, the eyes specifically, like the way that like they're drawn, like me think yeah. of, like um, Emma when her hair like when once she becomes like possessed by Melinda. Yeah, she gives me like Betty Boop vibes. I was gonna say the same thing. It's like the lips. It's the lips, the it's the eyes, yeah. the, it's the facial structure. Yeah. He's definitely going for that older kind of animation and kind of accentuating a little bit. Sometimes it gets a little too uh, Dr. Seuss-ish for me. Yeah, there, there Just are sometimes. times when you'll get a character who uh, straight up looks like he should be in like Horton Hears a Who. For real, for real. So I, I guess I got off-put once or twice. But it's mostly me having to get used to this because he's. It is a new. It's a pretty big different like style change for him. I was gonna him. say it's like compared to, um, primal like the yeah. hard, straight lines of primal. Primal, the Samurai final Jack. season. Samurai. I mean, all of Samurai Jack. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's just pretty well known for drawing kind of boxy stuff. Yeah, for sure. And this is like I said, super you know, round. Like Dexter's lab is like Dexter is All like a boxes. square. He's a fucking He's a square, square straight up. He um, said, "How do we make this kid?" Bam! That's him. That's Dexter. <laughs> um, and then yeah, to come to this where like yeah, it's suddenly very curvy cheeks, dimples, yeah, all that. It's pretty wild. It's good though. But it's, it's good. really it's, yeah, good. Yeah, no, it is really good. Yeah. Super, super clean art style. Check it out. It's on Wednesdays on Adult Swim, and you can catch it the next day on HBO Max. Give me a free subscription, please. <laughs> it's so cool that it comes the next day after. Um, it's pretty sick. 
Wednesday nights is when it premieres. Wednesday nights. I'm really excited to keep watching this and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I love the story. Who's your favorite character so far? Um, I mean, can I say Copernicus? Yes. It's Copernicus, for sure. Toots and whistles. The best kind of communication. When he pulls a ladder out of himself. Oh, my God, dude. He's got everything. Cannons. Dude, yeah. Oh, my God. And he's just such a he's such a cool guy. Mm-hmm. He's just a cool guy. Dude, he's when they disguise him. him and they and he's got like the red tarp on and the oh my god x x x x x x l top hat on his head on top of his built metal on top hat top hat yeah when he's like next to the guy that looks like him and they both raise their top oh my hats god at the same yeah time. there's they find ways to be funny and show this like subtle humor too oh yeah. I think of episode three, um, where there was just a bunch of those these statue warriors, dude. That oh were my like god, they're naked. naked. They're like they're hanging. like Greek statues. Yeah, so of course they're naked. Right. And he, the warrior elf, senses it, and he goes yeah. and looks at, or no, it's the the it's the monk. The monk. First. He yeah. notices it, and he looks out the window, and then immediately pulls the like the drapes down yeah. on all of the windows, and he's like, "There's nothing to see out there." And the warrior monk's like, I'm going to investigate. And yeah. he opens the door and looks out, and he's like, yeah, no, there's, you should stay over there, Melinda. Don't come over <laughs> here. You you need to stay away from the window. And then they My all go God. outside, and she sees it, and is just immediate. she's like, like, blushes. Yeah. And like. Big old statue. And there, Thanks, it's like dude. it's like fifteen of them. It's yeah. like a it's like a squadron, a whole and they're just them, yeah. standing there, hanging dong, hanging dong, dude. And you get the ass shot from the back. Yeah, the ass shot, and then the fucking warrior elf is like, one second, hold on a second, and he sing like he says like something to his sword, and his sword just goes and like chisels off all of their dicks. Now we can fight him. <laughs> That's so funny. They they couldn't do it like uh. Like in the Northmen, man. They couldn't just fight hanging low. Please. <laughs> Never. Yeah. I want to see it flopping when you sing that fucking broadsword. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Unreal. So it's it's just so funny. It's such a unique show. If you like Gendy stuff, you're going to fucking love it. Um, some of you may have to get used to the animation. I definitely think if you're off put by it to any degree, you can definitely get through it for the story. Oh, definitely. The story is incredible. And I, I do like the animation myself. I can just see some people kind of getting a little turned off by just it. Just wondering where, you know, yeah, because he's just, he's had that defined art style for so long. It almost like the steampunk elements to it and like the background art of the city. Yeah. Almost give me like flapjack vibes in a way. Oh, wow. I don't I didn't know think why. about that. I don't know why. I was thinking Bioshock Rapture. Uh, Infinite. Infinite, yeah, yeah. Rapture's yeah. like the DLC. Yeah, <laughs> for Bar- Burial Infinite. at Sea, yeah, 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 when you return to Rapture. Um, no, that definitely, yeah, it definitely has with, you know, the blimps. All and, the blimps and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. I really like that, the steampunk vibe that they go for. Very cool. So definitely check it out, man. So far, I'm super intrigued. We're going to keep um, following it. Yeah, absolutely. Wednesdays at midnight or catch it Thursdays on Max slash HBO Max for a little bit longer. It's coming. It's coming. Uh, Until next time, guys, that's what we got for you. I am Zach Gosen. I'm Andrew Hall. And this was the StoryWorks Podcast. Sayonara. Sayonara.